Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, so Paul, now that you've had a week here to go through tape, what should worry you about this, and what kind of relieves you when looking at the Seattle Seahawks here as the Giants head out? Well, I'm I'm not very impressed with their defense, either against the run or against the pass. Uh, it is a team that, in my opinion, will have a tremendous amount of difficulty coming from behind in a game. They are at their best when Geno Smith can use play action and when they have some sense of balance, their most difficult three offensive performances this year, during which they gained under 300 total yards of offense, were games when they could not be balanced and they had to just rely on throwing the ball. So I look at it and I say to myself, hmm, let's see. Even though Geno Smith hasn't played a ton in the last decade, he hasn't had a fourth quarter come from behind victory since his second year in the league. Right. He's not built that way. In fact, up until this year, he's had interceptionitis really bad. So, in my opinion, the Giants absolutely must, as they did last weekend, get up on top. I know they had that touchdown to Slayton on their first drive last weekend against Jacksonville. I think it's imperative that they get up on top in this game to force Seattle to get away from feeding Walker. Walker is a very talented running back. In his last year at Michigan State, he was not afraid to carry the ball 25-plus times a game, and he's got enough juice in his legs to break a long one. So you want to get them out of that and force Geno Smith to try to beat you with what are, in my opinion, subpar weaponry. He's got Lockett, but let's not kid ourselves. Other than that, 
He's looking at Goodwin. He's looking at Fant. He's looking at Disley. I'm sorry, but these guys are not exactly world beaters. Yeah, and and I think that there there's this a two pronged approach, right? So the Giants are approaching their buy. I think there's this approach, like we've seen, as the Giants are underdogs again, where. Just at some point, you're expecting another giant loss to happen. At least I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about in general. And as good a story as the Giants are, people are really making Seattle out to be that kind of story because Seattle could have been a team that was picking first overall in the draft. They haven't been that. But make no mistake, there is a huge difference, and you can see it watching these games between the 6-1 and one Giants and the way they close games. And these are still the 4-3 and three Seahawks. I mean, a loss yes. here sends them back to 500. And they are definitely outperforming their expectations. There's no doubt about it. And Geno Smith has been a great story. There's no doubt about it. But it is not as if, and then, by the way, this is the only game on the NFL schedule this week with two teams above 500. It is Amazing. not as if the seat... It's not as if the Giants are going out to play a team right now that has also just set the world on fire. And you're like, wow, I am real fearful of this Seahawks team. This is another matchup like we saw a week ago. Granted, that came down to the last minute because the Giants make everything interesting, although the refs had a big hand in it. Where I, I watched enough of the Seahawks now, Paul. I just I don't see a distinct advantage on the you know, you want to tell me they run the ball? Great. And the, you know, the Giants need to get better at stopping the run, fine. Leonard Williams elbow banged up, fine. I think the Giants can do a better job of stopping the run this week. And I and I think that the idea of DK Metcalf being out of this game. Without a Dory Jackson, have to worry about following him all over the field. Huge. I think. I mean, Wick Martindale's licking his chops now. Okay, I don't have that Huge. threat down the field. Let's go. Let's see how good this rookie running back is without your biggest threat. Huge. I couldn't agree more. And look, couple things. Uh, Seattle so far this year, they are third, third in most missed tackles in the NFL. They are sloppy and do not wrap up very well. They're secondary has allowed the second most yardage after catch in the NFL. Okay? I don't need to hear that the Giants cannot move the ball against them. That should not be a problem. Okay? The only variable that we don't know is that Geno Smith is absolutely lighting up every quarterback stat known to mankind this year. God knows how he's doing it. I have no idea what what's in the water in Seattle. But he's doing it. Except Penny is out. Metcalf is out. Lockett's actually playing with a gimpy hamstring and in the last two weekends hasn't been himself and hasn't looked very good. So exactly yeah. how is he supposed to do what everybody thinks he's going to do against Wink Martindale's defense? I'm sorry. I don't understand why Seattle's favorite. Yeah, uh, and again, it's just far, uh, Giants will take it. Be, you know, be the underdogs all you want. It's great. So with that, Paul, before we do the fantasy reality, let's just give our game picks because I think we're both kind of slanting the same way, much differently than we felt heading into the Packer game. Um, I, I'm taking the Giants to win this game, and I'm not going to say now I think they're going to score 30 points because I do think that this is going to be a limited possession game with both teams trying to pound the balls as fast as they can. And, you know, watch the teams go throw all over the place in the rain. That's usually how these things work, right? After you think they're going to run the ball like crazy. But that being said, uh, look, the Giants are going to bang a couple field goals in the rain. They're going to score a couple touchdowns here. Uh, I think the Giants will score, you know, 23 points, and I think they'll limit Seattle. I could see this being, you know, a 24 to, I mean, a 23 13 kind of game. 27 17 Giants. Okay. Now, ha now, ha now, having said that, you are right. The, the rain is going to be a factor. From what I understand, it's typical Seattle, 50-degree weather, overcast. And now, as of with this taping, I believe it's like a 50% chance of heavy rain. Heavy rain. Yeah, I saw the same thing. Heavy rain, not just mist. So no. with that, let's do our fantasy reality game. I'll start it off. You can piggyback here. 
The reality of this game, Paul, with that heavy rain, I think it comes down to this. I want to, like you saw last week, ATN giving it up. I think the Giants, shocker here, need to win the turnover battle. Hold on to the ball in the wet weather and force a couple of these. Whether Geno Smith throwing a wet ball, oh my goodness, a ball pops up in the air, you pick it off. Maybe the young rookie finally gets stripped. I think the Giants, by the way, on these long runs have done a good job. Kayvon Thibodeau has been part of that too, trying to knock out these fumbles. You know, if the yeah. Giants get two turnovers here in the weather, I think the reality of this game is they definitely will win this game. And, you know, don't Giants have done a good job protecting the ball. We don't need Saquon or Jones, you know, resorting back to fumbling here, reverting back. I don't think that's going to be the case. I have a fantasy play with you, Paul. Obviously, Saquon. Barkley is going to, you know, be the guy, right? They're going to keep feeding him, feeding him, feeding him. But you've seen in moments like this, and you talk about, you know, being exhausted, and we've seen Saquon's shoulder. How about Matt Breed in this game? Every time he has entered these games and gotten these snaps, he has made something happen, whether they're wheel routes, whether it's running hard on the series he gets or something like that. I have a funky feeling Matt Breed might taste seven this week. Oh, I don't think that's a bad pick at all. You know, I've been I've been touting Breida now, trying to get a little bit more out of him for the last three weeks, I think. But you heard me mention about the yak yardage and about the missed tackles. Boy, I think Wandell Robinson might just be salivating at those two things right now. Yeah. And on a wet field, on a wet field, you get Wandell Robinson in space, uh, he could do some damage. By, by the way, on a week, the Giants trade Kadarius Tony. If Wandell Robinson gets in the end zone and causes some damage, again, big sigh of relief either which way. So, Paul, I mean, look, if our predictions hold true, we could be doing a, a Halloween version of one giant step with the seven and one Giants heading into the bye week. Again, just as we drew it up. Boy, wouldn't that be something. That would be a real trick and a treat. Uh, all right, Paul, that enough of my stupid Halloween puns. Where can we follow you on Twitter? Trick or treat, baby, at Giants WFAN. All right, you can follow me at Mraz CBS. Happy Kadarius Tony Traded Podcast, everyone. Thanks for taking one giant step with us. <laughs>